DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by Chad Johnson, head coach at Mission Viejo High School. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Chad, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So uh, before we get, uh, we got a couple lines of questioning we want to get to, but uh, I was uh, reading up on you online a little bit, and I saw a reference to Hofstra, and I thought, oh boy, a New Yorker who's moved (laughs) west. PK, PK grew up in Jersey, so we hear a lot of Jersey, New York stories. He hasn't brought up... uh, Eating a restaurant in a mob, he hasn't. He brought up eating a meal in a uh, a mobbed up restaurant in like forty five minutes on the air. So, I was curious because it looks like you grew up in Southern California, but you went to Hofstra and moved back. So, just a little background before we jump in. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I grew up right here, uh, Tar High School, which is a high school in the same district that I'm coaching in right now. Uh, went and played one year in Iowa and then played three years at Hofstra. Um, loved it. Loved New York. Loved Long Island. Um, but you know, when it, when it snowed on my birthday, my birthday's in late April, my senior year, I was like, okay, enough of this. I'm going back home. <laughs> well, you obviously have a player who's committed to Utah and, you know, I too was reading up on you and we had on Norm Chow and obviously, I'm sure you know who Norm Chow is, and we've had him on. We've had him on for a number of years now. We knew him when he coached at BYU, and he says that you are you come highly recommended yourself. And he named uh, uh, you're the second Johnson. The other Johnson's a Hall of Fame coach who coached at the school you're at and developed a lot of good quarterbacks. When you look at this particular quarterback, if I'm correct, I believe you coached uh, Josh Rosen. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I had I had Josh and, and a bunch of really good quarterbacks. Um, you know, he was dating all the way back to 2002, and, and I've had a, a lot of good ones. And and, uh, and and Peter's right there with all of them. He's he's really really good. So we're we're excited to to have him commit to Utah, and, and we're excited about our senior year. Hopefully, hopefully we can have it on time. You know. Peter Costelli uh, had some pretty good stats, 23 uh, touchdowns, five picks. He ran for four more. I think we were all surprised to see he runs a 10.8200 meters. I actually saw some video of that on social media. So, But I also read that you limited how much he ran. So uh, he, Kyle Whittingham loves dual-threat quarterbacks. Talk a little bit about his, uh, his ability to move. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. So to go back all the way, you know, I was at St. John Bosco um, when Peter was a freshman and then also before. So he used to come to our little eighth grade, seventh grade. Um, it was actually called like the Jason Negro uh, Youth Football Camp. And and he was out there as a seventh grader, eighth grader. Um, you know, just kind of, and, and the camp really wasn't super aggressive. It was more of like a fun camp. And, you know, it was, it was more of a, a week-long fun camp. I mean, shoot, sometimes maybe he's glorified babysitting for some of the parents. But in the summertime, so, you know, we, we would have a situation in, in, in our camps where we'd do like a combine. It was, it always started off every single day. We always do speed and agility work. And we teach kids how to run. And some kids had no clue how to run properly. And some kids had a clue. And then, of course, at the end of the week, we always do kind of like the fastest man competition. Well, you know, I think about it. I think John Bosco is basically in, in south of of Compton and Watts and, and, you know, just, just, uh, inland from Long Beach. So 
the kids we had in our camp were very, very talented as far as speed is concerned. They were very fast. Um, a lot of fast athletes came through that camp, and, and we do the fastest man competition. There's Peter. Um, you know, this, this kid with size 15 shoes, and he goes out there and beats them all and, and just blows them all away. And we're like, holy cow, this kid's super fast. So then we saw him throw the ball around. We're like, oh, my gosh, this kid's got a real chance. So, uh, you know, of course, you know, at Bosco, you know, we, we tried to attract Peter to come to our program, and, and he did. Um, we worked with him, you know, as an eighth grader going into high school on a – seven on 17 um and then uh, he was our freshman quarterback and then after his freshman season that's when i um left and and went to mission viejo um and took that program over and and lucky enough for me um i'm able to kind of reunite reunite with peter and, and he came to mission last year and you had a great success so why do you think he chose the utes Gosh, I think a lot of reasons. Um, one, you know, Coach Whittingham's brother Fred does a phenomenal job. Um, he's one of my favorite favorite recruiters um, out there. He's unbelievable. Um, even you know, when I was at Bosco, I felt that um, he did a great job recruiting. Always, always offered the right guy. You know, um, and wasn't afraid to offer a kid that he saw a lot of talent in, but maybe didn't have a lot of offers. So many times, these college coaches. You know, they'll come in, they'll see a kid they really like, and the first question out of their mouth is, well, who else, who else has offered him, Coach? And I'm like, well, why does that matter? Do you not trust your own eyes? Do you not trust your own ability? I mean, who cares? You know, if you see the kid out there, and he's, you know, got all the measurables, he's flying around making plays, well, why does that question even need to come out of your mouth? And, and but a lot of college coaches say that. You know, I say most of them. Um, and uh, Fred's not that guy. You know, Fred doesn't care. He doesn't ask who's offered him. He, he is, if he sees talent on a kid, he'll go out there and pull a trigger. And I think that meant a lot to Peter. You know, Utah was the first big-time Pac-12 program on him, um, and, uh, and Coach Whittingham did a great job, you know, recruiting him, and, and, uh, and, I, and I love uh, what he does, and I think about it. I said, uh, I said you know, I go, I go you're, you're definitely going to be in a place where it's always the top of the Pac-12. It's not like you're going to the bottom of the Pac-12, you got to claw your way out. Um, you're at the top of the Pac-12, and the best thing about it is you've got a phenomenal run game, and you always are going to have great linemen in front of you. You know, you're not going to run around for your life. Um, and I, I go, plus, like, you have an aggressive defense that's going to get you lots of possessions offensively. They're always really talented. I go, honestly, and, and then you've had really good receivers. I mean, it's not like you have a million of them, but, I mean, shoot, Utah has always had some big-time receivers. Like, you kind of got all the pieces there that you could possibly come in and, and do a great job and, and take them to a Rose Bowl. Jed Johnson joining us, head coach at Mission Viejo High School. Peter Castelli's his quarterback, just gave the verbal commitment to Utah. So we have seen in recruiting battles, you know, the verbal commitment, that, that's a big deal, but we've also seen plenty of guys change their mind down the road. Mm. You mentioned that the Utes were the first big-time school to offer them. I've read 19 scholarship offers, and I've seen that Oregon, LSU, Nebraska, Louisville, uh, about half of the Pac-10, not USC, UCLA, or Stanford, not those three um but colorado arizona oregon was in washington state so these schools are presumably at least some of them are going to keep recruiting him do you think he's really locked into utah yeah you know if you know peter he's not that type of kid that um is is gonna be you know okay so if you look at a kid's twitter and his social media you can kind of tell what kind of kid he is this kid's posting every single day about how many offers and tomorrow Look out! I'm, you know, I'm gonna post my top 15 and my top seven and my top this and top that, and there's all over social media. You can probably make a, a, 
an assessment about the kid that he may not be a firm commitment. If you look at, at Peter's social media, I mean, you, you look at his dad, you'll see his dad post some stuff, but you won't see very much on Peter at all. He's not that type of kid. He could really care less um, about retweeting or liking, or he just he's not that type of kid at all. He, he's, he's all about ball, um, and uh, he doesn't get distracted with all that stuff. Um, and, and, you know, I, I can just tell talking to him after he committed, you know, it was more of a relief. He was, he was excited and just be glad to be uh, a youth and be glad to be done with the recruiting process because it can be stressful. I mean, if you, got, you guys got to figure, if there's 19 colleges that have offered you a scholarship and they're all recruiting you heavily, that's 19 phone calls or text messages a day. You know, and, and that, that can be a lot for a kid. And I think, um, you know, just the, the pressure of all of them trying to grab your attention is just a lot to deal with. I think he's also probably really excited to know it. We all know that down in your region, not just your area, but the whole region down there in Southern California, it has so many great players. And to me, one of the bigger stories I think involved in this is not just an individual kid, because in order to have a successful football program, you've got to have a lot of really good players, not just one or two. This isn't basketball, obviously, or pitching staff and baseball. And so to me, a bigger story here, rather than the individual, is that you're getting a premier kid who's committing before his junior year of high school is over, and I realize closed schools are closed now, but you get the point. And to right. me, it sends a message to your kids and to coaches in your region that, hey, and you just brought it up, come to you to at least consider Utah because if you want to play good football, and we obsess about college football in our area, it, college football does not get buried. It is pronounced. We've got college football and we got the NBA Jazz, and they are big things, and we obsess about them. We've got three high-level Division One programs within two hours of each other, and we make a big deal about it. And so the story is now, hey, look, if you want to play in a, win- in a winning program in front of people, who really care consider Utah so what do you think is Utah's reputation in your region now I mean gosh they, they've always been really good with with a lot of other positions um, you know it's it's one of those things where you know alignment it, it, it's it's tough to get in Utah as, as a California alignment because you guys got so many with uh, all the Polynesians um, you have in, in Utah that you know you really don't need to go outside you know you really don't need to search very long and far for for linemen. So for linemen, we had a kid last year, Keon Tanavasa, that's coming to you guys after his mission. And it was tough. You know, they, you know, Coach Whittingham was like, you know, gosh, I just don't know. We have a lot of guys. And, and, and eventually they ended up pulling a trigger. And, and Keon's dad, uh, Sean, played backer for Utah, too. This is a kid that was, you know, had some strong connections. And, and so linemen's tough. But, but for a quarterback, you know, a lot of times these quarterbacks, to me, they, they, they go with the flash and then they all transfer. I just I, a lot of times these quarterbacks are misinformed. They don't think it through. You know, they go for the the flashy offer, whether it's you know USC or or even now leaving the state completely and going. You know, I shoot my last quarterback at Bosco DJ's over at Clemson. You know, and, and they're leaving the state and going all the way across the country. You know, you had Tua go to Alabama. You've had the um, the Blake Bortles or not Blake Bortles. What was his name? Blake something went to uh, Alabama too, and then back out of uh, Corona area. It's just one of those things where, you know, quarterback's a tricky one, um, and they kind of go everywhere. And, and I think going to Utah, to me, is, is I told Peter, I think it's an intelligent move. I mean, 
you, you, you evaluate all the things that can help a quarterback. Okay, the first thing is is going to be run game. You know, do you have a run game, or are you sitting back there every single play and getting teed off on by a pass rush? Well, no, you have a phenomenal run game. You know, Utah's always had that. Um, you know, do you have offensive linemen? Yes, you got offensive linemen out the wazoo. You got you know linemen for days. You know, do you have a great defense that's going to get you the ball back? Like, yes, you do. And then the final thing is, do you have receivers to the ball to you? Well, yeah, you always had it. I mean, you guys have uh, you know some Hall of Fame receivers, in fact. And I think the biggest thing. That, that Utah has been missing since Alex Smith has been a big marquee uh, quarterback that can, that can really take it over the top and, and do uh, amazing things get Utah possibly into the final four, you know, the, uh, the, the uh, playoff. Chad Johnson joining us, Mission Viejo High School football coach, quarterback Peter Castelli, uh, is a four-star quarterback and has uh, made a verbal commitment to attend the University of Utah. So I'm I'm curious down there because we've seen some highly rated quarterbacks uh, come here to one of the schools and, and to flop, and it's happened at Utah and it's happened at BYU. And so sometimes one thing we see with quarterbacks is, you know, there's a lot of recruiting going on at the high school level, and guys play on stacked teams, and it's just a lot easier to look good, win big, mm. put up huge stats. And I know, uh, you know you're at a public school down there, so it's a little different. There are private schools, and you used to be at one of those at St. John Bosco, where teams can be loaded. How, how, how loaded is the Mission Viejo roster? How outmanned with some of the, the teams you played against? How much could that be a factor? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, Mission Viejo is in, in the total division that we're in, which is the top division in Southern California. We're, we're probably one of three top public schools um, in Southern California. It would probably be us, Corona Centennial, and then Corona Del Mar. Um, and uh, I, I think um, with, with Peter, yes, Mission Viejo is a talented football team, but we've played teams in our preseason that are just as talented as us, and we've played teams in our postseason. And I think if you look at one game in particular, if, if you want to kind of judge um, his talent when the playing field is equal, I think you should look to the quarterfinal game that we played against Servite. Uh, Servite was a football team last year that lost to St. John Bosco by a point, um, by an extra point, actually. They actually missed an extra point to tie the game. They lost by one point. And we played them in the quarterfinals, and, and Peter uh, really put the team on his back and, and carried us to a victory, 38 points, um, and just played unbelievable um, when, when the talent was equal. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think those are the games that you guys need to look for as a fan, as a coach, and say, okay, how do you do when talent was equal? You know, I don't want to see talent when they, they beat up on somebody that doesn't really say, like, do anything like you guys said. And also their side, well, the talent was lopsided. Like well, the next week when we did play modern day, and, and the talent is lopsided, and, and you know things didn't go as well because you know he doesn't have time to throw the ball. He's getting killed, and, and the talent is just so so lopsided. Receivers can't get open. It's just tough, um, you know. And and, uh, and and but in that survey game, when when the talent was equal, you know he he came to play and, and really took team on his back and led us to victory. Uh, before I get to my question, I want to say I think you have the quote of the morning. Utah has Lyman out the wazoo. I thought that was an excellent description of what the Ute program has been about. So I commend you on that. You've obviously done your homework, plus it was funny. So thank you for that quote. Now, my question is we, when we had Norm Chow on, 
you know, obviously this guy is a legend when it comes to being an offensive coordinator and when it comes to quarterbacking, having coached three Heisman Trophy winners, and his resume speaks for itself. And he said one of the common denominators, he also said, too, that it's difficult to figure out what quarterback is going to be good at what school and all that. And But he said that as he looked at common denominators among all the great quarterbacks that he had at the pro level and at the college level, he said they were great people. They were great leaders. They got along with their teammates. Their teammates loved them and all that type of thing. And he really hit that emphasis hard. How would you ex- describe Peter relative to what Norm Chow describes as a common denominator among all all great quarterbacks. Yeah, I could not agree more with Coach Chow. I think that's a hundred percent accurate assessment of what makes a great quarterback. And what, as you know, because when we were at, we were at Bosco, you know, even at Mission, we we got a lot of good players, a lot of good quarterbacks. But the the thing that separates it is, is just that, like you said, is you know when when Peter walks around campus, you know he has like a, like a beehive of football players around him, and they all walk together from class to class, and the kids love them. And when he goes to his workouts. Um, outside of outside of class, you know, the our receivers go go catch for him. You know, they love him, and then um, you, you know he's a phenomenal leader, very very high character kid. Um, you know, uh, gosh, never never ever going to get in trouble with anything. Um, he's just not that type of kid. He's a very humble, down to earth kid. Um, you know, if anything, shoot, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring out you know more of of that vocalness for him. Um, you know, now that he's going to be a senior and, and some of our phenomenal leaders like Tyler uh, have graduated, um, you know, it's time for him now to step up. And he's done a great job this offseason with that. And, um, you know, in the offseason, we allow our quarterbacks to call every single play. Uh, in the offseason, you know, throwing workouts and stuff like that that we have. So it kind of automatically puts him in front of the team and, and they got to do the talking. And he's done a great job with that. And I was so excited to, to get going with spring ball here uh, starting on Monday. Um, but it looks like we're not going to be able to do that and shoot. It looks like we might be somewhat pushed back as well. So, uh, But I'm not worried about that. When we, when we get the green light to get out there, there's no doubt in my mind that, that Peter will be the leader of our team like he has been so far this offseason, and, and we'll get, it, you know, get going and have a good year. Chad Johnson, head coach at Mission Viejo High School, joining us. His uh, quarterback, Peter Castelli, with a verbal commitment to Utah. One thing Kyle Whittingham has been consistent about over the years, and, and consistent's a big word with him, so there's a lot of things. He really is into that. Uh, and it's been that he likes multi-sports stars. He finds guys competing in a sport that maybe isn't their best sport, but it's pretty revealing about how they compete, the poise they have, you know, a lot of those intangible things coaches are always trying to assess. So obviously, Peter ran track, does the 100 meters, and he and does relay, and he plays football. Did he play other sports growing up since you knew him in junior high? Does he play a winter sport? I mean, three sports is pretty hard to do, but maybe he does it. No, I mean, I think I think when he was little, you know, he probably played them all. You know, like we all kind of put our kids in different things. Like I saw a kid in soccer, and he's terrible and hated it. Um, so we're not doing that anymore. But, no, I think he, he probably played them all. Um, you know, he came to Mission Viejo. Our uh, head track coach for the men is also our freshman defensive coordinator. And I was telling him, you know, how excited I was to get Peter and, and kind of his attributes, of course, like you guys just talked about, one of his attributes is his speed. And the, the defense coordinator was like, you know, he's also a teacher. He's in my same department. He just uh, econ. I teach civics. And he was like, hey, does this kid run track? And I'm like, let's do it. Let's get him out there. And he's like, awesome. So he goes out there the first time in track and, you know, had no clue how to get blocks, 
didn't have shoes, so he literally wore like like a football shorts, football shirt, and just regular old shoes, and you know couldn't figure out how to get in the blocks. It was funny, and then goes out there and runs like eleven one or eleven two. So then the track coach is like, "Dude, you got to get we got to get you a, a track suit to wear. We got a speed suit. We got to get you shoes, a cle- uh, uh, spikes." Well, they go down to like Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever, and his feet are so big that he can't get spikes. You know, because it's like a special order. So he's got a special order of spikes. Like two weeks later, the spikes try and come in, and then he starts popping sub-11 second hundreds and gets all down to like 10-8. And by then, the season was over. Um, got, you know, by, by the time all that happened, he got, you know, trained for track, got ready to go. You know, the season was over, and it was time to go back to spring football. Well, this year, I mean, he had been training as soon as football got done, and we came back from Christmas break in, in early January, he was training for track, which he did not do last year. So we were all really excited to see what he was going to run in track this year, having trained, you know, January, February, and then starting March when we got sent home, the beginning of March. Um, you know, we, we were all really excited to be in traction to see what he was going to run. And our 4 by one team had a real chance for a state championship. Like we have a couple other players that are very fast. And then Peter had a chance to get into the state finals, you know, all the way with his speed. He can go down and run a 10-6. You know, in most years, that'll put you at least in Masters and possibly in the state championship for track. Well, Chad, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we're going to talk to Peter coming up here in a little while. So uh, we look forward to that as well. Thanks for coming on the air. Thanks for having me, guys. Chad Johnson, head coach at Mission Viejo High School, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Peter Castelli is going to join us, the quarterback, coming up at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Carolina Panthers star Christian McCaffrey has signed a four-year contract extension worth an average of $16 million a season, making him the highest paid running back in NFL history. College football playoff staff is still planning for a regularly scheduled college football season and postseason. Executive Director Bill Hancock telling ESPN, we're planning on a CFP. That's what our staff is doing as we speak, and we're planning on it on time. It's too soon to speculate. It's only April. It's just too soon. It's premature. The decision about whether to have a season and a CFP won't be made by coaches and commissioners. It'll be made by medical people. We have to be prepared, and we will be prepared to have a playoff. Jacqueline Cruz Towns, the mother of Minnesota Timberwolves star Carl Anthony Towns, passed away due to complications from COVID-19 yesterday. She was 58 years old. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Syringa Networks. Syringa Networks is home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Brian D. Fisher, collegefootballtalk.com. The chances of a football season starting on time and then the chances of a football season. I would say there's a 100% chance of a season happening. When that is, it's certainly up with the date. I would probably put a, an on-time start around 20%. But that is just such a, a guess because we're so far out. I've heard everything from starting in October to you know starting in November and kind of splitting things up you know, after the new year. I, I think the calendar is, is definitely very flexible right now and you know everybody involved with college football understands that uh, this is a, a great unknown and that uh, happens with the season as well we don't know when it's going to start but we know it's going to come at some point hopefully in the near future 
Catch Hans and Scotty every day. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. PK, we have been asking people this morning, what are they missing? What are you craving? You're staying at home. The routine is different. What are you missing out on? And uh, Katie, very specific, just posted, I'm missing a Utah Jazz game and a St. Louis Cardinals game. It's not a long list. It's very specific, but Katie knows what she wants. Those are two passionate fan bases, yeah, absolutely. I had an opportunity last summer to go to St. Louis and take in the Cardinals game, and we've heard about that, and it was fun to be in that stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. They've got a bunch of statues uh, off uh, down, say, like the first baseline out of the stadium. Well, in the home plate area, they got one. You know who that one is? Well, it better be Stan Musial, but it could be Bob Gibson. But I'm going to go Stan the man. It is Stan the man usual, you know, obviously before our time, but we've heard so much about him. And one of the cool things about Stan Musial is he had the exact same number of hits on the road as he had at home. You talk about consistency. Uh, you can't get any more consistent than that. And you can look that up to verify that, but I'm like 98% sure that I heard that when he died a few years back. And I thought, wow, what a ball player he must have been. Yeah, and certainly Bob Gibson was an unbelievable pitcher also. But, yeah, that's two very passionate fan bases that uh, – who was that? that? That lady, what was her name? Uh, that was Katie, Katie Haas. Okay, Katie, yeah, well, you have the good fortune to be a fan of two teams that people are really, really involved in. And and I get that, man. If those are your two teams, however that came to be, I assume, obviously, since she's posting on our page or your Twitter, that she listens to us. So there's the obvious connection with the Jazz. I'm not sure what the Cardinals would be. But uh, enjoy that and then miss that when it's gone. And right now it's gone and it stinks. And you talk about something that I miss, man, if we get to college football, I'm going to start. I, I think my skin might start breaking out if we don't have Pac-12 Media Day. I mean, that's just going to be oh. such a blow. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. I had gone straight to the games. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess no on the Pac-12 Media Day. That would be, that would be so awesome if in late July people could congregate like that. But I'm thinking there's not enough revenue and there's too much risk and it won't happen. I would think college football media days are in trouble. But I'm not giving up on the start of the season yet. But so many July things have been have already been postponed or canceled. Yeah, it's, I think that's a long shot. Yeah, I understand that. But listening to Chad Johnson, the coach of Mission Viejo, just talk about football and talk about stuff that uh, is really relevant. Uh, relative to us to how he related. I mean, he obviously knew a lot about the Utah football program. And just in that quick little interview, it got me jacked up for football again. And and the start of the football season, you know, when that comes around, I couldn't be so – I couldn't be more excited that uh, it's here and just revel in those basic three months of September, October, and November – and it blows by so fast, but it is so much fun, and we make such a big deal about it. It's not here yet to miss, but the possibility of missing it to an extent bothers me, and we're still several months away. 
Brent says he's missing travel and he's missing sports, and he says there is going to be a sports trip for sure when this is over. Sports trip? Uh, whatever that might entail, what does that mean? I like to go to some ballparks that I haven't been to in the summer uh, and combine it with some other stuff. Well, I think last year I knocked. Go de- ahead. Default, PK. Default, and you 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 know this because you've worn you've worn stuff and seen people wearing all the gear in Newport. People go to Newport, they go to Disneyland, and they go to either an Angel or a Dodger game, depending on how hardcore they are about the Dodgers and whether they want to deal with all the traffic of driving across LA. Because obviously the Angels are just closer; they're, they're more convenient, but. That, that's got to be sports trip number one. I can't imagine how many people in the state make that trip. And that doesn't mean that people don't go to Giants games or over to Rockies games or up to Seattle or whatever. But, man, Newport, come on. That's trip number one. Newport is Utah's beach. And one minute at Newport Beach is better than one week at Lake Powell. <laughs> there it is. I'm going to make an uninformed uh, comment here. You're 100% right. And I say that never having spent a week at Lake Powell. But you've never been to Powell? No, no, nobody wants to invite me to Powell. Sports nerd, you're there to relax. Nobody wants to deal with me. Uh, so, no, I haven't been to Powell. I have been to, actually, I've been to Glen Canyon Dam just below it because I rafted the Colorado, but I was on the wrong side of the dam. I wasn't floating around on the lake. Um, there's, there's actually one family that probably would take us down there, but they did that stuff with their kids when they were younger, and now uh, they travel to visit uh, family out of state, and they, and they do golf trips. So they're not really doing the Powell thing anymore. It's not where they uh, put their time. Uh, but PK, the ocean, the waves, having been to other lakes and liking them, but you can't beat the smell of the ocean and the sound of the waves. I go to a lake, great, but you don't have the waves. I mean, the waves are spectacular. Yes, God created oceans, man-made lakes. Well, there are natural lakes, but I get your point. No, 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 they're not. Man-made lakes, God created oceans. That ought to tell you about And Minnesota's got 10,000 of them. Well, how do I know which one is better than the next? I mean, they all run together. 10,000 of them? They're not. That's nothing special about that. But how many oceans do we have in the world, Dave? Think about it. Do the numbers. (laughs) Well, technically one. (laughs) They're all connected. Uh, Sue says we would be, and this is, you know, we are your tennis station. So this comment, I can't believe it took this long to get this comment. Sue says of all the things I'm missing, well, we'd be in the buildup to the French Open at Roland Garros and another victory for Rafa Nadal. She's missing her tennis. One minute at the U.S. Open is better than a week at the French Open. I actually had a friend who bought uh, stuff for his uh, bought a trip for his uh, wife and daughter to go to the uh, U.S. Open, and he's like, "Is that going to happen, or am I going to save a lot of money?" I'm like, "I think you're going to save a lot of money, but that's still a ways off." Well, shouldn't it be like if it's uh, these concerts? I mean, they just 
uh, say, well, the freaking thing has to be canceled. That's an absolute joke. If the concert is postponed, you should be able to get your money back. And whoever is elected president, uh, if they run on that, I'm going to vote for them. That if your concert is postponed, you should be able to get your money back. It's an absolute joke. So same thing with the tennis. If it's postponed, you should be able to get your money back. Sandy says she's missing traveling. People need their yeah, trips. Well. When's the next time you're getting on an airplane? Yeah, I don't consider Me? that. It's too depressing. Uh, I was scheduled to go to San Diego in two weeks, but it does not look like that is going to happen. So uh, I haven't canceled it yet, although I need to, uh, or postponing it, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that was a trip that I had. And then uh, something in this, in June that doesn't look like it's going to happen. So what the heck? But those, those to me, my, my that stuff for me personally, that's minor. Some of these things are minor, but it's still the stuff you miss, the stuff you crave. You realize in the bigger picture there's other stuff going on, but you still miss what you miss and you crave what you crave. Well, that's for sure. That's why, but I have the correct cravings. I don't crave Lake Powell because it is the most <laughs> overrated vacation spot on planet Earth. Unless you get offered a free trip down there, in which case you're going. Irregardless. No. No, I would pass. I would pass on that, save the gas money to rather than pollute the ozone. I would much rather. The ocean is a trillion times better than Lake Powell. I despise Lake Powell. Jimmy says what he's missing is living vicariously through my athletically gifted child. And there's a picture of... Uh, of a kid holding a baseball, standing in front of the bunting. You can tell just the, the curve of the cloth and, you know, the red and the white and all that. It's right in front of the bunting. Playoff baseball. Yeah, it's best I pass on that one. Paul says what he's missing is the vacation he already missed. Must have missed a spring break trip somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Shane says what he's craving is being able to work at full capacity again. Okay. Mark says he's missing friends to visit and sports. Can't just go over to your friend's house. Can't uh, have a dinner party or barbecue something and, you know, have half a dozen or a dozen people over. Can't do it. No can do. I can't go for that. Mark says, you know, I haven't worn anything but shorts the last four weeks and counting. Not sure it's made me more motivated, but it sure is comfortable. I haven't worn anything. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. It's mental image. You're going to love you, baby. You're going you're gonna to provoke people no matter what, man. First the Lake Powell rants, and now they're not wearing anything. This segment. If you get unusually get bored until nine, but hey, there's no games. There's no it, unity in the community in this segment. <laughs> We're separating everybody. Provocation is not the objective. <laughs> okay. I think this uh, demands a poll more, question. Pay me some more Donna Summer. Love to love you, baby. <laughs> 
Let's not do that. All right, so what do you want? please do. Better water vacation. Lake, beach. You also can put Lake Powell and Newport beaches. You want to go that specifically? Well, you can just go other options. You have up to four, right? Yeah, of course. I would go that specific, man. DJ, my friend, the goal is to divide the audience. Lake Powell. (laughs) Newport beach. What else do I want to put in there? Uh, just a lot of two. folks. Hawaii. I mean, just or, or in parentheses, you could put any lake or any ocean. I mean, it's it's a it's a, it's a slam dunk. It's like Regan over whatever slob the Democrats tried to, to uh, run against him. Mondale, it, it forty nine states to one. It's a landslide, my good friend, and I call you my good friends because you are oh, my, my good, good friends. friends. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, polls up. Lake Powell, Newport Beach, any lake, any beach. Those are your options. Ready and go. Twitter, David DJ James. Make it happen. We'll get to the bottom of this. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. It's time to showcase those that are helping all of us through these difficult times. This is a partner profile on the Zone Sports Network. DJ, PK, and we are joined by Andrew Smith. He is the founder of Four Foods Group. You may have eaten at R&R Barbecue. Andrew, good morning. Good morning. You have some of my money, Andrew. Yes, I, I'm sorry I took it, but I gave you something good in return. You did. The ribs were tasty. <laughs> so well, uh, we appreciate you having us on. Uh, no problem. Thanks for coming on. Uh, it actually is a go-to, you know, for the people who don't know, the radio station is in the arena up on the fifth floor, and you can eat at R&R at Jazz Games, and many of you probably have, uh, but you've also got a location right off the freeway on 600 South, and that is that has been a go-to for multiple radio station meetings. I actually kind of cringe when Scott Gerard says, let's go to R&R, because that's typically where he goes to tell us something we don't want to hear. <laughs> Because he knows. Well, at, least, he, at least something's coming out of that conversation. Well, that's true. Then. He knows we yeah, love yeah. the ribs, and so he takes us there. He's like, well, you got to do this, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're going to yeah. do this. You're not going to like it, but we're going to do it anyway. And they're like, yeah, that's you bring us to R&R because you know we'll have our face down the food and we can't actually complain too much. That's the I, I love working. it. And the thing yeah, is. We're kind of bummed. We, we wish we were actually in the stadium serving uh, our fans, too. We are, uh, we're bummed about that. Yeah. But you got several things going. You're trying to work with the people now. You've got relief packs going for organizations. Tell people what you're doing. Yeah, so, you know, when this whole epidemic hit, one of the things that we saw that was the hardest hit were just families. Um, you know, there's a lot of fear in the air, um, a lot of fear at home, the people that staying at home, a lot of people not, not really cooking much because that's just not something we do very much in, in the economy. So we, uh, we put together these kits. That we originally called them just relief kits for our own employees at home. We have 1,400 employees up and down the Utah, Wasatch Front, and, uh, and surrounding states. And 
we put together these highly discounted kits for our families to say, listen, buy the foods, make sure you can feed the family during we, you know, this time as we weather this time down. And, and the response was so great to us to say thank you for cooking this meal for six to eight people for such a highly discounted price that really helped out our family that we thought, you know what, we should do our part to help others in the community because everyone's really getting beat up by this. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of unemployment hitting now, a lot of furloughed employees and a lot of disconnected employees that are, are working from home instead of at the office and having that human-to-human uh, human contact. So we, we introduced Relief Pack at the same price, at our cost, $25 to feed six to eight people. Um, for R&R, our sister company, Mobetas, and then, of course, our partner company, Costa Vida, you literally go to reliefpacks.org. You can sign up as an organization and buy them for your employees, which you want to be a cool CEO, I would say do that because the response is amazing. And then you can also be a donor if you want to help take care of people that are first-line responders, um, if you want to also do uh, uh, other organizations or people that have been furloughed or unemployed, you can donate money, and then we'll find a home for those of people that are in need as well. We've already done about 18,000 meals literally in two weeks. So the community support has been amazing. I appreciate all the jazz fans that have, have always loved R&R over the years. We have nine locations now up and down the, the Wasatch Front. So we, we just want to give back to those that have, uh, have built our company to what it is today. And you have free delivery? We have uh, delivery. You can do curbside pickup. We have uh, drive-thrus at all of our locations now that are virtual drive-thrus. I mean, you don't have to have any contact. You can do it all digital, drive-by. They'll actually uh, put it in the back seat, and you can drive away. But it's an unbelievable price. It's $25, six to eight people. You eat, you know, three pounds of pulled pork. You get two sides. You get... uh, you get uh, uh, rolls with it as well. I mean, it is an unbelievable deal. And again, like I said, we're doing this to, to help provide relief to those in the community right now. So a CEO, congregation, organization, if you want to be a donor, or if you know people that need meals because they have been furloughed or are unemployed now, you can actually enter their name, too, in an anonymous listing on ReliefPacks.org so that we can get them a meal from a donor. So it's, it's, it's been really slick, and we just really, we're very proud of what we've done so far. Andrew Smith joining us. He's the founder of the Four Foods Group, and R&R Barbecue is uh, adapting to the changing times. So uh, for people who don't know, you've got more than one location. Where can people find R&R Barbecue? Yeah, we're all as, as, as far up as Farmington. We're in North Salt Lake. Of course, they're in Salt Lake, which is the, the founding spot. Um, we're in the Vivint Smart Home Arena. If you guys would just open the doors there, that would be really nice. I'm just kidding. We're, we're in the Vivint Smart Home Arena. And then we're down in Midvale, we're in 106, we're in Lehigh, Pleasant Grove, Riverwoods, down in Provo, too. So we are all up and down the, the Utah Wasatch Front. Those sides, they include baked beans. Mm. You can't go wrong with baked beans, you can't go wrong with the uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. You yeah. can't go wrong with about any of it. <laughs> Usually mashed... Who doesn't want a warm-cooked meal? Mashed potatoes and gravy... And I like the coleslaw. I need something to cut yeah, the it. Coleslaw is unreal. I need yep. something to unbelievable. Yeah, whenever whenever it I do comes ribs. with coleslaw too, so it's really good. You got to have that. Yeah, there you go. All right, so uh, where do people find you online? So just go to reliefpacks.org. That's where they can find this program, and of course our brands at fourfoodsgroup.com as well, all spelled out. So where you can find us. Okay, and uh, phone numbers if they want to call any of those individual locations and uh, and do the drive-by curbside right, or virtual. Right on ReliefPacks.org and, and uh, also on R&RBBQ.com. 
All right, there it is. Well, Andrew, thanks for everything you're doing. We appreciate it. And uh, Thank we, you guys. we all look forward to uh, meeting around the table and uh, listening to Scotty tell us something we don't want to hear. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it together next time. I want okay. to hear nothing too. I appreciate all right. it. Thank we'll you, Andrew. <laughs> A- Andrew Smith, founder of the Four Foods Group, and you can uh, get your our barbecue fix. Uh, right now. And also, you can donate and uh, help out somebody you know is struggling. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. When we come back, Peter Costelli, Utah quarterback commit, plays at Mission Viejo High School. He'll join us next. Stay with us.